In order to retire successfully, you'll need vision. You'll also need a plan to execute that vision. Welcome to Retirement Pathfinder with Barbara Lane and Phil Gusky. On today's show, we'll give you the tools you need to navigate unique challenges you'll face in retirement. It's time to chart your financial future. Retirement Pathfinder starts now. Well, thank you so much for taking some time out of your schedule to join us for another edition of the Retirement Pathfinder. I'm Walter Storholt alongside the great team at Pathfinder Wealth Management, retirement income planning specialists Phil Gusky and Barbara Lane, serving you throughout the Rockford area. Barbara is the author of two books, Roadmap for a Stress-Free Retirement and Remarkable Retirement. Phil is the founder of Pathfinder and the co-author of multiple financial planning books as well. You can find us online and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app or on pathfinderwealth.com. That's pathfinderwealth.com. Let's introduce you to the voices of the podcast. First up today, Phil Gusky. How's it going, Phil? I'm doing well. I'm getting over a little bit of a cold, but we'll make it. When your voice is that just pure, Phil, even coming off of a, you know, a cold, you still sound excellent. So, I Well, just... thank you, Walter. <laughs> you... I'm trying to be I'm trying to be like you. You need to take my job. You've got just a fantastic fantastic <laughs> voice, very very smooth. The kind that I'd love to listen to your voice uh, read a book one day. I think that would be I don't know. It just sounds very pleasant. It would, it would definitely put you to sleep. <laughs> That's your next breath. <laughs> That's the best kind of book, the one that knocks you out a few pages into it. Absolutely. We also, of course, have Barbara Lane, as I mentioned. Hey, Barbara, always great to hear your voice as well. How are you doing, Walter? Not to have you be the afterthought. It just, you know, Phil's voice jumped <laughs> out and grabbed me. But <laughs> I'm glad you clarified that. That's right. That's right. No, it's great to have both of you with us because we love getting the different perspectives that you both bring to the program each and every time. And today's going to be one of our favorite editions of the show, a mailbag edition of the podcast where we answer lots of your great questions. If you want to submit a question to be featured on a future show, you can do that by going to pathfinderwealth.com. We've got a couple to tackle this week, so we'll cover some different topics on today's show. Mike is up first, and here's his question, Phil and Barbara. We're about to sell our house and move to a smaller one so that we won't have so much home and yard to maintain as we get older. We'll end up with about $200,000 from the sale of our current house that we don't need for retirement. So I don't know if we should invest it or just leave it in the bank. Does it matter? Walter, I'll take that particular question. You know, I have to compliment Mike. He's really thinking ahead here. You know, many of our near retirement clients or even in retirement are, are thinking about downsizing. It makes sense to do that, lower their costs, lower their physical requirements to maintain property. But, you know, before I can answer that question fully, there are a few missing uh, details. And first is the $200,000 that he will get from the sale of their home. Will that be used to purchase a new home, a smaller home? In other words, is that going to be the gross amount that he gets from the sale of his present home, or will it be the net amount he gets after he pays for the new home? Or will he, he be financing the smaller home? Another missing piece is how old is Mike and his wife? How old are they? And when will they plan on retiring? That's a big question. I would also like to know a few other pieces of information, such as what are they going to use for their sources of retirement income? I'm sure they'll have Social Security, they'll have pension, 401k possibly, maybe a combination. And so all these particular incomes need to be blended together to find out, you know, if we need this extra $200,000 to help supplement that retirement. But the biggest item that I would bring to his attention is that people are living well beyond retirement because of life expectancies increasing. So once they've calculated all of their post-retirement expenses, they may discover that they're going to need more 
income to uh, meet all these expenses than what they're planning. So if they sock away the money in the bank, of course, they're not going to have the opportunity to grow that money. We normally recommend bank savings or cash accounts to hold for short-term needs or emergencies. But it might be helpful for Mike to sit down with us and do some post-retirement income planning with us and come up with some real numbers. Barb, what do you have to add to that? Yeah, I agree. When it comes to short-term money, it is uh, good for the bank. You might see 2% on your money these days. We call it lazy money and, and invest the rest, but invest it in the right way. So I, I agree, Phil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of one of those questions that seems so innocent on the face of it. And then as you pointed out, Phil, it's kind of like, well, we've got about eight follow-up questions to this to, to really Absolutely. drill down the yeah. advice. So it's nice mm-hmm. to see that example of a simple question often leads to more questions before we can really give a great answer. But a couple of things to be thinking about there, Mike. So that's a really good question to ask. Thanks for submitting that one. We've got another one here from Hector, Barbara and Phil. Hector says, and this is a short one, I'm torn between contributing to a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA, which is better? Okay, I'll take that one, Walter. Well, that's a very good question, Hector. First of all, you've got income limits to both. With a traditional IRA, you have income limits and whether or not you're contributing to like a 401k or a 403b, any type of employer-sponsored plan. So you've got both of those considerations. And then with the Roth IRA, you have income limits, although they're much higher with the Roth IRA. Think about future tax implications, Hector. So if you're able to contribute to the Roth IRA, that's what I would do. This year, you can contribute $6,000, and then you've got a $1,000 catch-up if you're over age 50, so a total of $7,000, and it's a tax-free account. And you're paying tax on what I call the seed, and I'll explain that in just a moment. And then you're done with the taxes. After five years, you've got a completely tax-free account. You're not required to take a distribution at 70 and a half like you are with a traditional IRA. Whereas the traditional IRA, you receive a very small tax deduction now, and you'll be paying tax on the harvest when you withdraw. So the larger that account grows, the more taxes you're going to be paying on that. But here's an important note. If you've got a Roth 401k, contribute to that you're able to contribute $19,000 inside of the 401k Roth. In a Roth IRA, it's only $6,000 or $7,000 depending on your age. But I certainly would focus on tax-free, 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 because we're in a very low taxing environment today. So I hope that answers your question, Hector. Yeah, let me add to that, Barb. One of the bylines we have around our office is this, that the bull print giveth, but the fine print taketh away. And what I mean by that is that we're often convinced that we want to put money away into an IRA, traditional IRA or 401k, 403b for the tax advantage. And that's certainly true. You do get some tax break, but that's a small amount of tax that you will be saving compared to the huge amount of tax as your account grows over your lifetime, especially for younger people. So you might save $500 now, but that amount of money you put away earlier in life could cost you thousands and thousands of dollars in tax later on. So we don't want to be uh, let our clients get stuck with what we call the, uh, the ticking tax time bomb as time goes on. We want to make sure that we try to avert those large tax incurrences later on, not only to them, but to their children as well. Yeah, it's one of those, uh, we always hear, I guess, that sort of statement of, oh, you've got a million dollars in your portfolio. Well, no, you don't. Uncle Ham is right. going to <laughs> take a chunk of that yep. for you. So if we can kind of head that situation off at the pass, that helps a little bit. So it's a good question. 
Hector, thank you very much for submitting that one to us as well. We've got two more to get to on today's program, and this next one comes to us from Taylor. Taylor, oh, good. Taylor is asking about robots. It seems to be all in the news these days. Every every time I turn on the TV or read the paper, or I guess nobody really reads the paper these days, but uh, the online paper. Uh, I do. Uh, you I read you still paper. read the traditional paper. Okay, good. I mean, I, I still do too. It's just not on the physical form, I guess. But there's a story, would you agree with me? There's a story about robots pretty much in there every day now, something having to do with robotics or robots taking over the world or jobs and those kinds of things. Yeah, absolutely. Pretty popular. Okay. So this question will deal with robots as well. Taylor says, I'm thinking of using one of those robo advisors. I think that's what you call them. I'm stressed trying to decide what to invest in. So it seems easy to just have a computer decide for me and make necessary changes without me having to think about it. But before I pull the trigger, I wanted to check with you. What are the risks of doing it this way? Well, Walter, you know, robo-advisors are pretty cool because that's part of technology and the new young generation, of course, they're all into technology. But one of the biggest assumptions people make, and uh, possibly Taylor in this case, is that, you know, all their stress over investments will go away by turning their accounts over to someone else to manage, whether it's a robo-advisor or a live warmed up to body temperature breathing advisor like myself. You know, in their way of thinking, uh, they somehow have thought that maybe the advisor will or the robo-advisor will, will prevent their funds from going down in a bear market. Once they experience a downturn, you know, the stress will return. It'll come back. It's there. It hasn't been dealt with. Now, here's the question. When this happens, will the robo-advisor help Taylor address his fears? Will the robo-advisor help him understand what is actually going on in the market? Will the robo-advisor, you know, encourage him to stay with the plan that was in place to begin with? You know, ultimately, Taylor is seeking what we call peace of mind as an investor, and the robo-advisor will not be able to accomplish this for him. The robo-advisor is just basically an order taker, and so that's, that's the difference between a live advisor and somebody who's uh, in the position as a robo-advisor or a robo-advisor system. You know, I learned many years ago, Walter, that people are frightened and stressed out by that which they don't understand. But there is hope for Taylor and others if they uh, are stressed about investments, if they steer clear of the robo-advisor approach and seek and gain knowledge and what we call financial wisdom by way of true financial education. You know, with knowledge, you gain confidence and uh, that you can be on your way toward a more productive investment experience. Barb, what do you think? Well, I agree with Walter, too. You know, we have, with everything robotic and all the technology advances today, we have less and less human interaction. But when I think of robo-advisors, what about discipline? You know, if you don't know how to invest, what are you going to do in the first market downturn? Are you mm -hmm. going to sell? Are you going to panic? If you don't have a guide, those are the things that you're going to do. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. Good points all, and uh, I think you're exactly right, Phil. It's the unknown which often brings us the most fear, or in this case that Taylor's identifying with is, as stress. But oddly enough, the thing that's stressing him is probably not having you know, a great grasp or knowledge of the situation, and the robo-advisor isn't going to educate him along the way. That's, that's not going to really scratch that itch or fix the it's base problem. 
Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right, Walter. Yep. So it's a little bit more like an ostrich mentality there, Taylor, where you'd be, by doing the robo-advisor route, you're not getting educated. You're just kind of sticking your head in the sand and hoping everything works for the best, and that's not what we want to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the opposite. We want you to be educated along the way. That's why we host this podcast, to try and educate you on some of these things, and you get a really good education when you come into the office and meet with the team at Pathfinder Wealth Management. We'll tell you more about what that's like here in a few moments, but one more question to answer on this week's podcast. Podcast. And this question comes to us from Jim. And Jim says, my kids will start college in about four years. I currently have all their college savings in technology stocks. Should I diversify? And what should I diversify to? I hear we're expecting a recession in the next year or so. So I want to make sure I'm positioned properly to weather the storm. But I also want to add some more return to the coffers in that time frame. All right. I'll take that question, Jim. Excuse me. Jeepers. We all have something going on with our voices. Okay. So first of all, Jim, I want to say congratulations to you for being able to pay for your kid's college. The first rule of investing though, is to diversify. So if your kids are going to college in four years, you're going to want to reduce the risk exposure anyways. So a good balanced mix of index funds in U.S. and international equities, short-term high quality fixed income is the route to go at any rate. Now, as far as expecting a recession, It'd be easy to invest if any of those forecasters were right, but they're not. So could we have a recession? Yes. Could we not? Yes. So I wouldn't base any investing decisions on the possibility of a recession. Base it on what you know, that you've got four years to invest. And also keep in mind, all the money won't be withdrawn at the same time. So you're going to withdraw what's needed each year for your child's education and continue to reduce that risk exposure, meaning increase your bond allocation and reduce the stock allocation each year. And you should be good to go with that. But remember, diversification is the key. You know, I want to also add to that, Barb, a little experience that I had, and this is going back to 1999. I had a client who was basically in the technology area. And he said he wanted to invest all of his holdings that were with us into technology. I warned him against it. He said, well, I have a lot of confidence in technology. It's here to stay. And I warned him against it. He ultimately moved his account to another firm where they put him 100% into technology. Well, obviously, Jim was not around during that period of time because what happened was what we call the technology bubble. And that particular account decreased in value by 80% because he went into one particular sector, one particular asset class. We want to warn people that these things do happen. You can't just pick one sector, one particular asset class, if you're familiar with, decide to plow all your money into it because that's what the new big thing is. I think of this Bitcoin as one example of that happening as well. So be very careful about it, investing in one particular sector, one particular asset class. It can prove your undoing. I could view this kind of question, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I know Jim's asking about college savings here, but you could say almost this exact same advice to somebody who was, let's say, instead of four years out from, you know, their kid's college, just four years out from retirement themselves, it would be kind of the same thing of like, okay, I have this really short time horizon. Let me try and squeeze as much return as I can out during that period of time, but at the same time, taking on all that risk in such a short period of time really hurts you as well. Yeah, absolutely right. Yep. Yeah, you don't grow rich overnight. So, you yeah. know, investing is a long-term process. Yeah, so don't hurt yourself. All the hard work you've done 
throughout the years to get to this point. Don't hurt yourself over the short term. Another good lesson and reminder to take away from today's show. So, Phil and Barbara, if somebody's listening to the program today, maybe you're out there and you're thinking, oh, I'm kind of like Hector. I don't know whether I should be contributing to that Roth or traditional IRA, or I've thought about doing a, a rollover. I heard that that's what I'm supposed to do as I get closer to retirement. Is that the right thing for me to consider? I have a 401k. How is that different from the IRAs of the world? If you need help answering questions like that, or maybe it's how am I invested? Is a robo-advisor the best place for me to end up in? Or you're in a great position like Mike where you're going to end up with some good funds in the bank after selling your home and downsizing. What should we do with those funds? What's the way to be more efficient with my savings? Those are the kinds of questions and conversations you guys are having with people on a daily basis in the office. And tell us a little bit about what it's like for somebody to go through your process and become a client and how that relationship evolves. It all starts with uh, coming in to see us. <laughs> so we always offer a complimentary consultation because we really don't know anything about someone until we meet with them and find out what their concerns and their worries are. You know, if they're close to retirement or if they're in retirement, we uh, sit down with a lot of people that have already retired. And basically, they're looking for peace of mind. So the first meeting is complimentary, and then that will determine if it makes sense to go to a second meeting or not. Well, if you'd like to set up that time to meet and have that complimentary review of your plan, or if you want to find out about upcoming classes in the area and just different ways that you can learn about the financial world and how it impacts you, Phil and Barbara pride themselves certainly on educating you in lots of different ways here on the podcast. We try to reach you in, in many different ways here in the Rockford area. So if you've got questions about your financial situation, do reach out. A couple of ways that you can do that. It's easy if you want to do it the old-fashioned way and pick up the phone and call 815-399-9806. Did you ever think we'd be calling somebody the old-fashioned way? Probably not. 815-399-9806 again is that number. And always online at pathfinderwealth.com pathfinderwealth.com you can contact the team through the website learn more about the financial world and listen to past episodes of the podcast to get more education on these kinds of things encourage you certainly to do that and don't forget to subscribe we're available on itunes google podcasts all of your favorite podcasting apps if you like to follow us that way as well well barbara and phil this was very fun uh, enjoy the mailbag edition of the show as always and we'll look forward to talking to you again next time all right Walter, great, have Walter. a great day yeah have a good day Lots of fun. That's Phil and Barbara. I'm Walter. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next time on The Retirement Pathfinder. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.